0: In the text refers to Peter and John, who were apostles. An apostle means sent one, a one sent forth. To send forth is to enable someone to do something. In the case of an apostle, is to do something specific. Something that pertains to being chosen of God to minister the word. When you are enabled by God you are anointed. Jesus in Luke 4 and 18. Let folks know that. He had been anointed. To preach. The gospel. And because God. Changes not according to Malachi 3 and 6. The same applied when. Peter and John were sent forth as apostles. The Lord had it anointed them to preach and teach the gospel. The gospel is not just good news. It's good news that comes from God for the purpose of changing folks' lives for the better. The reason we don't think, talk, and act like we used to Is because of the gospel. I said it's because of the gospel. Gospel is powerful. I said the gospel is powerful. Paul said in Romans 1 and 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, when you believe the gospel, it will change your life for the better. I said it will change your life for the better. And that, what, that is exactly what happened when Peter and John went forth preaching and teaching. Folks, lives were changed for. The better. They they believed and, and God did something for them. And that was thousands of years ago, but our Lord is yet changing lives for the better. Whoa, if you can be a witness, just wave your hand and say, He changed my life for the better. You ain't always had an Easter suit. You wouldn't even come to the house of God. I said, you ain't always had Easter clothes. You wouldn't even show up. The only new clothes you had were the ones you had to, to go to the club in. Woo, your dancing shoes at the club. But then you mess around and heard the gospel of God change your life and you change your shoes from club shoes to good news shoes. Cause it ain't no party like God's party. I said it ain't no party like God's party. You can party in God's house and it'll take you straight to heaven. When an apostle preaches the word he is releasing faith. When a sent one does the power of God or the truth of God's word, it releases faith. That's the reason Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But Romans 10, 14, and 15 says in part, but how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach if he hadn't been sent? Real preaching is anointed preaching. There are a lot of people saying it, but they're not saying it under the anointing. Therefore, lives are not being changed. For it is the anointing of God that destroys yokes and empowers people to do better. But you got to want better. You got to want the gospel. You got to want to change your life for the better. You got to get tired of doing dumb stuff. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness on oh my word, I'll fill you. I'll put in you what it's going to take for you to think the way you should think. To talk the way you should talk and to act the way you should act. And so they went forth preaching and folk believed. And, and notice again, according to Acts 4 and 4. That five thousand believe. It was a happy day for everybody except the ones that were opposing God's word. Everybody don't like preaching. Everybody does not like truth. Everybody does not believe that God can change lives for the better. There are some folks that would rather hear something other than the truth. Even in God's house. There are folks that go to church but they don't. Go for the truth. Don't go in order to get a word that will make them battle. They go out of tradition. Go because it's the thing to do at certain times. Everybody does not want to be free. When I was a sinner, I loved sin. It made me feel good. I got high because it made me feel good. I told lies because it made me feel special. Any form of lies in here, you used to just lie just to lie. It made you feel special. You knew you were lying, but folks just mouth wide open, listening to you like you're telling the truth. You lying the whole time, but it made you feel special. But nothing touched you like the truth. Nothing moved you like God. Because God was able to do for you what you, mama, or nobody else could do. To change you for the better. And that's why you love the truth. Now, the amazing thing about the text... Though it was a happy day for the apostles and people that believed, the opposers of the men of God were, number one, priests. Other preachers were hating on them. But priests in the text is not limited to other ministers or preachers. It also refers to worship leaders. People that sung the songs of Zion were hating on the apostles. People that would use the tamarind to send up some Judah until Jehovah were hating on the apostles. Folk that knew David was a praiser and talked about David were hating on Peter and John. But it wasn't just priests. It was the captain of the temple. Of the person that supervised all of the work that went on in the church person that was at the church every single day making sure that the floors were clean, making sure that that the drapes were not making sure that, that they had the showbread in place making sure that everything was ready for Easter service ready for Sunday morning ready for worship All of them were there, they were there, opposing Peter and John, folk that knew Scripture, knew the Old Testament, knew about Jeremiah, knew about Daniel, knew about how God redeemed people again and again in Scripture. Now, understand this. Peter and John had been taught by Jesus. And Jesus made sure that, that when they taught folk that they would do so based upon the holy writ or the scripture. So no doubt what they were teaching the priests workers and the Sadducees understood but here again the priest captain of the temple and lastly the Sadducees were against the men of God the Sadducees were deemed Political. Religious. They were aristocrats. Folk that had money. And power. Folk that in their mind was. Hey we we run this. If something going on in this city. That we don't like. We're going to be the ones that, 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 that's going to step in. And put an end to it. And here you got a crowd of 5,000 plus. And the opposers know something going on over here. All these folk gathering. Something is going on. And so they came up upon the apostles. Now, when they came upon them, it, it, was, not just, it was not just like, uh, how y'all doing? No. They came upon them with the intent to stop them from teaching and preaching the gospel. They came upon them with the intent to stop them from making folk life better. Understand this. Everybody does not want your life to be better. Ken folk don't want your life to be better. And, and some folk would try to throw off on the true church. In order for your life not to be better. But real gospel will make your life better. Real gospel will change you. Will make you free. Will cause you to be the person you never thought you would be in life. And and so they knew that what they they were teaching and preaching was changing lives. And so they wanted to put an end to it. It's like the world that we're living in right now. Folks will say, yeah, go to church, but you don't want to just get in the church the way some folk get in church. It's just a religious thing. You, you just go there, you do church like you do church, but go on, keep doing what you want to do. Keep acting the way, yeah, you, 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 could, you don't want that type religion. Because when you have such, you are just like the folk in the text. You're going to oppose the truth. You're okay with going to the temple. you okay with going to church. But you don't want to get into church to the point to where you be called churchy. You know, he's sanctified now. He don't just go to church. He sanctified. Fine now. As if sancti- being sanctified is a bad thing. Sanctified just simply means that God has set you apart for a purpose. He has set you apart to make you the best person you can be. To help you not just do something just to be doing it, but to fulfill your purpose in life, the very reason you were created. The only way you're going to know specifically why you was created is to have a relationship with the creator. John 1 and 1 says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Everything that was made was made by him and without him nothing was made that was made. That includes you where my mama and dad... No, 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 no. God allowed it to happen. He changes not. Nothing that was made was made without him. But he has to sanctify you. He has to save you in order for you to understand who you really are and why he created you. My mama almost aborted me God didn't let him because he had a purpose for your life. Well I'm a dope dealer that ain't God's purpose for your life life i'm a whore that ain't god's purpose for your life i enjoy getting high that ain't god's purpose for your life i like clubbing. i don't want to be no church but that is not god's purpose for your life well i'm a I'm, I'm a girl but you know i'm really a man No, no 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 that is not god's purpose for your life And and so, the apostles were not just teaching and preaching, but, but they were preaching and teaching, number one, about Jesus. Jesus means salvation. God came to save us. You can't look at me and tell that I used to do dope. I used to shoot heroin. You can't look at me and tell I used to snort coke. You know I look good. I don't look like no crackhead. I don't But I used to snort everything you put on the table. Used to get brag and rice for who could put the most dope in the arm or in the leg. But then I heard about Jesus. You know Jesus a savior, Really? What you mean he'll save me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Man, I have to have a joint every day. You think he can save me? Whoever believes in him. The person that we're talking about in the text of one of the persons, Peter. Peter was a known liar, cursed all the time. With lying a heartbeat. Even when he seen that Jesus was holy, he said to Jesus, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. But Jesus let Peter know you need to drop your net. I come to save you. I come to turn you completely around. There are some folk in here this morning. You came to church because it's Easter but God wanted you to hear a message about salvation because he going to save you. He want to turn your life completely around. Oh, you try to be strong, cool. That ain't for me right now. Walk. Maybe when I get fit, there. Are you gonna make it that far? By doing that dumb stuff you've been doing, are you gonna make it that far? They were preaching Jesus. But but this is what really got to them. Notice they were not only preaching about Jesus, but they were preaching through Jesus the resurrection. They were letting them know, hey, God can can raise you from the dead. Now now keep in mind, they, they they were not talking to dead folk. Or folk that were physically dead. But they knew they were talking to folks that needed a resurrection because they were dead. When it came to their trespasses and sin and see now some of you say that that preacher really crazy now because he talking about you can be dead and breathing you can be you can be dead and and, and breathing you can be dead and, and clean as the old folks say attack sharp from head to toe but dead as can be you can put makeup on and you can look like a queen look like you straight out of Hollywood when you leave that mirror and just be as dead as dead can be. I got to show you something real quick. Go with me to the book of 1 Timothy. Chapter 5. Verse 6. This is what it says. She who lives 1 Timothy 5 and 6 she who lives in pleasure is dead. Notice. While she lives. Oh so. I, I, you want me to come to church. But I can't enjoy myself. I can't have no pleasure. That's, that's, that's not what pleasure. Means. In the verse. Pleasure in the verse. Means carnality. Carnality equates ungodliness. While you live in sin, carnality, ungodliness, a pleasure, you're dead. I'm gonna tell y'all something about me. I I was headed to hell, but I thought I was it. Thought I was cool. Oh man, I had this '74 Chevy Nova with the hatchback. Oh man, I I, I had. I had these wheels on it. Back back in the 70s, you had to have the big wheels on the back. I know some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but anyway, the little wheels on the front. And it was popular back then to have the biggest speaker you could in your hatchback. I wanted everybody to hear me when I rode through the neighborhood. I would clean that car up every other day. I didn't want no dirt on it. I thought I was the one. If some of y'all had this microphone, you could get up here and say some of the same thing. But in the midst of what I thought was pleasure, it was carnality. It was ungodliness and I was headed straight to hell. I used to ask myself, how in the world can something that make me feel so good cause me to go to hell? See, I really didn't know what good was because God wasn't in my life. Once you really get God in your life, you, you will look at your past and say man Walker was messed up. He was messed up. I was headed straight to hell and it wasn't going to be no year in hell, no ten years in hell. It was going to be forever. Forever. We, We can't even comprehend What that means. That's the reason it it doesn't. frighten us. Or bother us to continue in sin. Because we just. That can't be real. Forever. (laughs) Yeah. Forever. But they didn't want folks to get saved. They didn't want folks to get saved. But Peter and John were genuine apostles, and so they were teaching about Jesus and the resurrection to folks that were alive but dead. I say folk that were alive but dead. And see, the reason the Sadducees were so hot about them teaching about the resurrection is because they didn't believe in the resurrection let me, let me show you that in scripture go with me to Acts 23 y'all stay with me I'm almost done Acts 23 you gotta understand folk, folk don't want you to get right because they know you are gonna be a better person and a lot of you that are right, but you're thinking about going back. You're going to be like a dog going back to the vomit, a pig going back to the mire, according to Scripture. Acts 23, I'm going to start at verse 6. But when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, men and brother, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead. I am being judged and when he had said this a uh, dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the assembly was divided for Sadducees and remember that's who we're talking about in Acts 4 Sadducees say there is no resurrection and no angel notice that a spirit they didn't even believe in the Holy Spirit Like folk in our day and time. Don't believe in the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about church folk. But the Pharisees confess both. I notice they confess two. Notice he said both. He mentions, he mentions the resurrection, he mentions angel, he mentions spirit. The Pharisees did believe in the resurrection, did believe in angels, did believe in certain spirit, but the Pharisees even fought against the Holy Spirit. Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, when Jesus uh, approached him, Jesus told you got to be born again. They say, How in the world can this be? They didn't believe in such that the Holy Spirit could change a life for the better. And so, some people eat up what folks say that's in contrast to the teachings of the church. And Jesus knew it. He, he even knew that His disciples needed to stay away from Sadducees and Pharisees. Let me show you this real quick. Go with me to uh, Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Jesus was talking to his disciples and this is what he said to them in Matthew 16 And 11. Ready? He says, how is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine or teaching. Of the Pharisees and Sadducees. It's not good to listen to everybody's teaching. Some preachers will make you feel comfortable in your sin. Make you feel comfortable doing something that's completely in contrast to the will of God. When I wasn't doing right, I knew it was a distinction between the true church and the false church. Because when I wasn't doing right, I was a member of a church. And people were okay with me doing wrong. It didn't matter if I just came from the club Saturday night. I could still get in the choir which I wasn't a member of but I'm just saying and sing because they believe once saved, always saved. But the Bible says how can you continue if he doesn't really clinch, you. And, and so, Jesus said, You got to beware of their teaching because what they're teaching is not what I'm teaching. What I'm thinking is not what they're thinking. What I'm talking is not what they're talking. What I'm doing is not what they're doing. And so, the Sadducees, the captain of the temple, and the priests were primarily upset because of Jesus and them talking about, folk can be resurrected. Because they didn't believe it. But I'm telling you, Jesus can not only resurrect folks that are physically dead. But more so than that, he resurrects people that are dead in their trespasses and sins. You get tired, and then and then you have to start faking that you're okay. How how many remember how you you was faking it in the club? You're miserable, but you faking it because everybody is around. We used to have this little saying, we go to the club, folks say, What's going on, man? Oh, ain't ain't no thing but a chicken wing. you say stuff like this but inside be miserable I got so miserable to the point to where I couldn't even get high couldn't even get high no more Lord I'm doing all this dope drinking I can't get high it's making me sick and I get miserable used to be a little club down the street, me and uh, some brothers that saved now. One of them here, Brother Randy. We, we, were in, we were in the car one night, and, and man, God had been dealing with me about getting my life right. And, and uh, I was in the car, and we were just sitting there smoking and drinking and so forth, and in the midst of pulling on some hash. We'd roll up some hash in a, in a, in a little joint. And just smoking some hash, and I was just like, "Man, I'm so tired of doing this. I'm gonna get saved, man." And I don't even know if he remembered, but 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 Brian said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you always gonna get saved." Right out in front of this. it wasn't no church here. It was an old whale well in the middle of this property. And bushes everywhere. And a house right beside and the club was on the other side. You get tired. And you need to be resurrected. You get tired and and you need something to happen to make you a brand new person. And that's what resurrection is. It's something that God does for you that will make you totally new. I'm not going to go to the scripture because I'm getting ready to close, but 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says this. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things have, have passed. And then it says, Behold, Everything has become new. Man, I got to the point to where about three weeks ap- after we were sitting over there, about three weeks after, I got saved. Yeah. Listen to this. Went to see this, went to see this picture about the burning hell. That was the name of it, the burning hell. And used to be this guy that would would travel around and he would show it in different places, put it on a little projector. I don't even know if they even make those things anymore. But anyway, he put on a little projector and just show it. Man, I seen myself in hell. When I was watching that picture, I seen myself in hell. I said, man, no wonder all this stuff happening to me. I got saved. For real. I didn't just go to church, say, I'm going to start. I need to be saved. I got resurrected. I got completely turned around. You know the amazing thing about when God resurrects you? when God resurrects you he takes everything you have done and he tosses it into the sea of forgetfulness. Your sins he will remember no more. When I bring them up, I'm, I'm bringing them up for testimony. Because I know there's somebody in here today just like me. You're tired. You're tired of faking it. You're tired of acting like it's all right when it it, it ain't all right. Because see, one thing about this life, it's stuff in this life that's bigger than you. And the only way to deal with things that are bigger than you and come out successful is with God. That's the reason Jesus said to, on one occasion, with men this is impossible but not with God. He said, with God, all things are possible. 5,000 men, Then talk about the children and the women, 5,000 believed. And their lives will change. If you go through the book of Acts, you'll find out that people that were that believed in that service that particular day started following the apostles after they got out of jail they started following them that's what god wants from you i'm done with the message let me just talk to you for a minute now that's what god wants but it's got to be your choice some preachers try to pressure you into getting saved i, I